Welcome to Murder on Silk Road, the podcast that explores Asian and European true crime cases. I'm Julia, and with me is my friend and co-host, Lina. I'm Lina, and each episode we will be sharing either an Asian or a European case. Between these episodes, we will bring you a shorter in-between episode, where whoever did a case that week will prepare a random topic to discuss. Before we get started, a general warning. The themes discussed in these stories may be disturbing and triggering for some, so listener discretion is advised. Hey guys! Hi Ange! Hi! How was your week? It was great! We had a long time off. <laughs> All right, you had Golden Week. Yes, and yeah, so most people or a lot of people here, they would take uh, two holidays as well to make it a um, nine-day week off, but I didn't, so I just had one, two, three, four, five, five days off, I guess. Yeah. That's also nice, though. Mm-hmm. There's like also week. Yeah, you guys have it too, Labor Day, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I don't know what it's for. To celebrate work, and the to workers. To celebrate work. <laughs> wow! Yes. While I was celebrating, I was celebrating. God bless. How about your week, Angela? I was working. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I was working. Less fun. During a week where we were supposed to celebrate work. <laughs> Unfortunately. How was your week, Julia? Well, actually, we all know it was Julia's birthday yesterday. We don't all know. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, all right. Angela I, and but I, I know, did message her. As we both I was supposed to mention message it. you. <laughs> yes, it was my Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How old are you now, Julia? I am officially a quarter to a hundred years old. Were you 25? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you knew how old I was. What's going on? How old did you think? I don't know. I just feel like Julia's still like I don't know, fifteen. I I still feel like a baby. It's okay. Like it's not. It's not just you. I do not feel like an adult. So. Well, neither do I. So. We are not adults. We are still kids at heart. We are not. Yes. I think that's a problem, though. It might be, but I feel like we are still pretty responsible kids. <laughs> yeah, I think we're responsible, but it's like we still feel young. I mean, we we pay our bills, we have places to live, we have jobs. We have exactly. not resorted to the life of crime. Yes. Speaking of crime. Yes. Shall we? Yeah, um, let's before go. Before we speak about crime, can I oh. just give you guys one little announcement? Okay. <laughs> Another. What, what's going on? I don't know. So in. I love it. Are you pregnant? <laughs> no. Anytime you're gonna Not say yet. you have something to tell us, we'll just be like, she's pregnant. Are you pregnant? Guys, she's pregnant. No, no. But in two weeks this time, I will be married. Oh my god! You guys, what? you guys finally worked it out. Yeah, we got an appointment in Hong um, Kong next next Wednesday in Hong Kong. Wow! You're getting married in Hong Kong. Yes. Woo! In two weeks. In two weeks. <laughs> I would God I would bless. like like to like cheer oh loudly God. and like clap, but that would not be good for your guys' ears. <gasps> but like yeah. Are you doing like a what is it? Are are you is it just you and Henning? So my parents will be there as well and <laughs> parents. You might have to oh pick up the name. <laughs> Super yeah, random. Simon is Simon going? 
No, Simon's not going. It's because we only got um, the confirmation last week that we've got this appointment. So mm. for the longest time, we tried applying for a date, but then we didn't know um, when and right. you know, whether and we'll be able to get it. Obviously, he can't take so, the time off that quickly. Yeah. So he'll be there in spirit and look at the photos and videos. But So will we. Yes, you will too. Can you stream your wedding? No, I won't. Can you FaceTime us? <laughs> Maybe I will, because one of my friends, she got married, I think, two years. So during COVID, basically, and nobody could go. And they also live streamed the the registration. And uh-huh. yeah, so this would also just be the registration, not like a proper wedding ceremony. Well, I guess it is a pro- wedding ceremony legal and official and everything but it's not, not a like wedding a celebration yeah not what you imagine it would be i'm so happy for you i'm so Thank happy you. for you I'm so creeped out i'm so creeped out but Why i'm so happy for you <laughs> i don't know she's already 25 so how old am i angela <laughs> you're 30 wait you're 20 you're 29 uh, this year i will be 29 fuck yeah that means i'm 28 did you not, have you just not thought about your age? You're just like, I'm not going to think about this. It doesn't I exist. I feel 22. <laughs> Forever 22. Yeah. That brand. Yeah, but anyway, that was my Oh my announcement, God. So. Thank you for telling us. Yeah, let's get, I, of course I would tell you, but, um, but yeah, let's get into the story. It's not a podcast about my wedding. So. Right, the story. Okay, I guess we need to refocus our efforts here. Yes. Whoops. That just really took me out of the true crime mind. I'm just like, <laughs> I can't stop smiling right now. <laughs> me too. I've got this I should have left it till the end, shouldn't I? I think so. It would like brighten the mood. I don't it's know. too late now. But yeah. mine's not that creepy. Okay, I guess it's that just works. complicated. But there's not as. Does much, one like, of us need to draw a diagram? <laughs> I I should I should get uh, some something. No, no. I think I think we're. Okay. Just in case. Okay, I have something just in case. I need to take notes to keep track of everything. I have something, but go, go ahead, Ange, whenever you want. Take it away. So, I don't know. It feels such like I had such a scripted thing, but now I'm like going off script. But um, the case that I'm bringing in today is, I would say, one of the most horrific cases is that happened recently in China. Ooh. And it is known as the Little Red Mansion. Oh, now, oh this sounds just interesting. to be clear, what's it called in Chinese? Very, so, eh, fuck, I'm stuck. Like, I can't do, I'm so exhausted at the moment, I can't really do like bilingual. But I, I'm pretty sure it's called Xiaohong. Uh, so, Lina from editing here, it's actually called Xiaohong Lo and not Xiaohong Wu. Back to the show. And when you say recent, how recent are you talking? Like twenty twenty recent. Oh, like twenty, like so, very recent. So, like with but with the context of pandemic, going into the story, kind pandemic. of pandemic. Okay. Sort of, but it's a case where it's taken a really long time, and. It's not like just a really sudden thing. It's a very confusing and complicated okay. case that's had its kind of legacy and shit. So, just to be clear, a lot of the information out there online cannot be fact-checked. And most of the info on this case itself has been removed from Chinese social media. 
due to policies oh. and censorship and etc. You, mm -hmm. you guys know it, but there's still like a lot of articles out there, but it's pretty much just general information. Is it just like the there international like um, articles that remain and not like the... No, no. Okay. It's, it's the Chinese articles, just but very like censored. a lot of the... I guess it would be just like a lot of the details that was shared on social media are not on these articles. So, but then that could just be like misinformation. So it's like you can't really the determine what's what's the truth exactly. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the articles share different informations and the the perspective that they take is quite different. So that's also... Okay, so to take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah, pretty much. Just to be fair, because I don't want to be like, hey, you know, I don't want people to misunderstand the whole situation. Mm -hmm. But also, I'm going to put in a trigger warning. So today's episode will touch on violence, sexual assault, violence against women, and may cause distress. Mm -hmm. and would be challenging, emotionally challenging to some. Okay. Listen mm. at your own discretion. So, the case that I'm bringing in today takes place in Shanghai in an old red brick building located in 632 Xuchang Road, Yangpu District. It is publicly known as Chengfu Dasha, which directly translates into the prosperous building. That's a that's a good name. <laughs> right? That's like a very yeah. It basically means like prosperous. Chongfu. Hmm. To create wealth. Yeah, the wealth creating building. Wow. So just from the name, you you'd think only good things, but that's not what you're bringing us here today. Yeah, like although it has a public name, the building itself cannot be discovered on any maps or any services, whether it's shipping, food, or grocery delivery. Like, can you guys even imagine in Shanghai, not even, just say, like, in China. That's insane. Where, like, people are so dependent on their phones. Like That's so hard to believe. People are so dependent on the internet to the point where it's, like, we don't even bring wallets. We just bring our phone. What do you mean it can't be found on maps or apps? It just doesn't exist. So if you put in the address, it doesn't show up? It doesn't show up. Huh. Yeah. Previously. Basically, it just doesn't, does not exist online. You can't locate it. That's so weird. I didn't know that was possible, like, in this day and age, in a city like Shanghai that's so modern. Like, the local community were the only, like, were the only group of people who kind of, like, wondered about the location and gossiped because it, it kind of was shady like there were people coming in and now there was business going on but they only like suspected and probably knowing like local communities in china like it's just people talk so mm -hmm. you know that there's something going on but then no one had the evidence nor the need to kind of like stick their nose into other people's businesses especially when it's something like so sketchy yeah but within that seven-story building harbors an organized crime group that ran an underground brothel where there's human trafficking, rape, slavery, and bribery taking place every single fucking day. Okay, so no wonder that it doesn't want to be, like, found. 
And it's just like in the middle of Shanghai. You're like saying. the creepiest part of this is just the fact that it's actually located in in Shanghai. Can you give us like a sort of context of where in Shanghai? Because Shanghai is big, right? So was it sort of Yangpu District? I don't know where that is. I Google. You Google. Uh, Yangpu District is one of the 16 districts of Shanghai. It is located in northeastern, in the northeastern part of downtown Shanghai, bordering the Huangpu River on the east and south. Mm, on the German Wikipedia, it says it's one of the ten like inner districts. Okay. If that helps at all. Well, all these heinous acts trace back to a man called Zhao Fuqiang. He was born in year 1973 in a rural village in Taixing, Jiangsu. Jiangsu is also like one of the southern province in China. So I think Jiangsu is quite close to Shanghai. But anyways, one article mentioned how he was the only son in the family oh. and his parents were extremely overwhelmed with happiness when he was born. And they cherished him to the point where that article claimed that his set sister was set up for a forced marriage where she was traded for Zhao Fuqiang's wife. Wow. In the sense that, like, it's basically like, oh, if you marry, you marry into, like, this family, their kid, their female children would, like, marry over. It's just a direct trade. Wait, when was this again? So he was born in 73, you said? Yeah, he was born in 1973. And, and then, he has a sister? He does. He has an older sister. But the thing is this. Only one article mentioned this. Mm. Another article phrased it as his marriage used up all her sister's zhuang. Okay. Which is like when you... Like when dowry? You, dowry, yeah. Dowry, yeah, basically. So it's questionable. I'm just kind of thinking back a little bit because if he's born in 73 that me and he has an older sister that means one child policy was still Oh no because it's ongoing, in the village. Right? It, it, when it's No 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 when it's in the village there's no one child policy because people don't oh, have like that That's was, only in the cities? Wasn't that way before though? Yeah, I don't think 73 it was there yet. It was. It, it was. One child policy is not done. One child not, policy what, is one not child that. policy. I think so. Started wasn't it more like eighties and nineties? Okay, we, nobody check. knows anything. Because my mom is born in seventy and she's a second child. So that makes sense. Seventy nine. It was implemented between nineteen seventy nine and twenty fifteen. So that that was right before the one child policy. Okay. But even then. Like for rural villages, it doesn't really apply because like yes. hukou, like the only reason why it matters is like your child needs hukou. Mm -hmm. But then yeah. in like villages, basically there's a lot of ways to like figure it out. Hukou is just like household registration system in China. That's a whole like bigger issue that gets very complicated. But in villages, mostly like... Most people have more than one child anyways. Mm. Ignoring the thing I mentioned about one child policy, but what I was thinking is even like with or without the one child policy um, in general, like in China, 
male babies were preferred to female babies. So when you said that his parents like really sort of, I guess, doted on him or like maybe um, kind of used up his sister's dowry for his marriage, it makes me think of that like he's the only son, he's the eldest son and like... yeah. Pretty putting much. all that like resource all those resources into him but then another article also said that he was one of the three th- sons like so they already had three sons okay, okay that changes things that changes everything that does change everything <laughs> but then the thing is that is exactly why it's so problematic when we're researching like um cases like this is because mm-hmm. even if those news comes like the articles come from like legit newspapers they give out different information and then it's like how do i fact check this i can't Mm. but anyways he was the only one that got married and either he traded his sister for his marriage or he used up all her dowry what was commonly mentioned was that he left the village before graduating high school and became an apprentice as a tailor in different places so he was traveling all over the place and that's like basically migration and it's really common for um younger people from rural areas to like go to big cities and look for opportunities and that's Mm -hmm. a common practice in china but slowly but surprisingly as a tailor he started bringing back money to the village creating changes like rebuilding his old family house installing streetlights and helping other villagers and rebuilding like village roads so like a pillar to society yeah and like every time he came home he came home with like new luxury cars to like basically drive on the roads that he built on okay so kind of sketchy like tailors don't make like tailors make good money but they don't make that good money the places where you fix clothes like if you're missing a button or like if there's a hole in your clothes you're gonna like bring it over yeah like they don't like they make money but they don't make that yeah like not not like because unless you're like super like high class yeah like you were saying it's not like i don't want to be offensive or anything but it's just there's different types of tailors and He's not the high class tailor and not the suit suit making sort of like tailor ish. Being a, an apprentice and later on a tailor pays bills, but like not the kind of not enough money to like live the lifestyle that he was living in. Not luxury cars. Yeah, not luxury cars for sure. So and but being used to living in big cities, Fu Chen realized that the only way to earn that kind of money was through the sex industry. So instead of opening a new tailor store, instead he opened an air quote hair salon and pimped out his wife. Whoa, what? His wife? Yes. Oh my so they God. left the city, like they left. Oh God. They left the village together, and he, he made her believe. That she was helping out the family and that she was creating a new future for him. I mean, she kind of was. Not for him, but like. I mean, she yeah, was. like she is, but like. But I feel like, yeah, there's. It's, it's a. Limits to what you can ask of another person. Yeah. And that is definitely beyond the limits. And as soon as like business started getting better, Futang made her recruit other women who had similar experiences with his wife. 
They specifically targeted women who also came from rural villages to the city, looking for jobs in the housekeeping industry. Uh, why is it always the vulnerable? It is always for sure, and she would share with them her and her husband's experience of rising from the poor, claiming that the job that they offered would pay off very well without explicitly mentioning the actual job description. And many would fall into that Wait, trap. Wait, so she was also kind of mm. like pulling things in. Like she, she wasn't just like also. She was partaking. I would say so. She, she was, was also kind of involved. Yeah, she, she would. It's like she would also try to like trick people into like into this business. Just wait wait for but it i just i just gotta say <laughs> i just gotta say one thing just from like the little bit you said i am thinking back to lena's story with um i forget her name hiroko hiroko, hiroko yeah. yeah where it's like you don't know where's the line from like being a victim yourself and like being involved and ha- having that this whole case is full of that Oh, damn. Like, there are so many victims mm. who you, you really don't know mm-hmm. who's the victim and who's the, like, like... Okay, I'm sorry. I gotta culture. stop interrupting you. <laughs> yeah, but... You, tell, tell, tell the story. Yeah. So, like, many would fall into that trap, believing that they were offered a great opportunity to rise from the bottom. And soon enough, these women will find out that these job was nothing like they expected. And Fuchang would also trick women into the business by gaining their trust, building a romantic relationship with them. And then he would use, then threaten them with sex tape, beat them, and go as far as tattooing Zhao Fuchang's use onto their thighs. So again, so reminding gosh. of Lina's case, yes. And sadly, yeah. as they were exploited, they didn't receive any incentive for their work you're just getting like yeah. you know you're just being pimped out i feel like that's, that's the most fucked up part because I so have, there's no commission there's no commission i mean obviously <sighs> okay. it's not like above above the board sex work i think we can agree on that but just <sighs> i mean there is no above the board sex work in china but yeah as it's completely legal i feel like if you work as a karaoke like you know like at a club air quote club this is a very different type of club. It's more like mm-hmm. a hostess club. But you would still get mm-hmm. like incentive and you would be offered options. But at, like for this case, it's not at all. Fu Chang is just like very bullshit. He pretty much like forced women. And because yeah. especially because like the people that he chose in the very beginning were people from rural villages. So like with the concept of sex being a very private and important thing like your first time that all matters and Mm. so once you break that it's kind of like you know you there's so much slut shaming within themselves it's not even about like yeah they there's so much shame around this subject and they will be like i think they will be completely just broken after something like this happens to them plus they're so vulnerable like they come into this big city coming from like this very rural area looking for opportunities not knowing anybody they meet this i'm guessing if he lured many people in like somewhat charming man they're like 
oh, I've, like, I've met this man, and, like, he's so good to me, and, like, I'm gonna share this special something with him, and then he uses that against you, and uses, mm-hmm. like, everything you are in that moment against you. Yeah, he's not gonna he's like gonna use the shame element he's not gonna be like oh yeah now that i have you here here's like your salary if you do this for me it's like no 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 i already have you in this like weakened position like i don't need to do anything else like you're already gonna do what i'm telling you to do because you feel so ashamed i mean it's almost like a porn scenario where like you know how there's porns where like they you know to shame you they like riot like that's kind of like fun but like they're getting like tattooed on their leg. So what else could they do? What does that mean, by the way? For those who don't speak Chinese. Oh, like for Fuchang's use. Only. For this person. Like, like literally only. making like making them less less than human kind of. Like making like ob- literally objectifying them. Like the it's slavery. Yeah, this is, is pretty yeah. much this is slavery. I mean, this is modern day slavery mm-hmm. where you're you're not getting paid for basically he owns you in a way and there's no escape. And you're so afraid mm-hmm. like I don't think these people were able to like go to the police. They didn't even have the opportunity or the courage. Pretty much you Yeah, they're ashamed. They're you're not even sure if like the police would be on your side. To be extremely fair. Yeah, and when you come from the countryside like that, I think, I mean, I don't want to assume, but when we usually imagine when people come from the countryside in China, they're very, you know, pure-hearted and don't see a lot of bad in the world. And when they come to the big city, then they have someone who also used to come from the countryside telling them, oh, yeah, I know how you feel like. I, I was in your position before. Look, I've made it. And then his wife is also telling them this. Then... Yeah, I mean, I feel like anyone would fall for it. Plus, let's not completely uh, leave to the side here. The very, very regular um, in pretty much all countries, victim blaming of all kinds of victims. Yes, like all kinds. They'd of be like, but you consensually like had sex with him that first time. So like, what's the problem like yeah. you you gave consent oh, like oh. yeah but i didn't consent to like have that be taped i didn't have uh, consent to having that used against me that's the other thing when fu chang is with like woman who he doesn't trust who like he cannot control with like the idea of money then he like abuses them and threatens them so like there's not much choice anyways but, like, just to be fair, as we were talking about how, like, whether his wife, like, what is his motivation of his wife? It's, as I said, very hard to determine because it actually turns out that he, for, like, throughout the 20 years of his criminal life, he had already married, like, four times. And what? each time, each wife that he marries, he would force them to participate in sex work. And, end up oh, ha- like, he ended up having children with six different women and he would later on also threaten multiple women by telling their family back in the villages that the victims work in the sex industry leaving these women stranded alone with no help and no support system gosh that's horrible how did he he married four women so he would marry and then get divorced and then marry and get divorced Mm -hmm. and then a lot of the situation the marriage is not a legal marriage so, like, mm-hmm. I think he was only, 
he might only be legally married to one of them. But mm-hmm. I don't even think maybe his first marriage in the village wasn't even legal. I'm, I'm speechless right now. <laughs> yeah. Most of us who is aware of the situation in China, and especially in a metropolitan city like Shanghai, knows that it is impossible, almost impossible, to run a business like this without the overlooking of the government. And as he accumulated his wealth, he kind of like turned his investments towards real estate industry. And he was able to do so through not only the accumulation of wealth, but also the accumulation of powerful like relationships within the local government. While it was Mm -hmm. difficult bribing government officials with cash, it was easy doing so through sex, alcohol, and charm. And through his Ah, relationships, he managed to illegally own over 1,000 storefronts in Shanghai and even managed to appear in the show Pingan Shanghai, which is like a show on TV as a successful businessman. So he owned over 1,000 properties, stores? Storefronts in Shanghai, illegally. Imagine that. I mean, this is like a very crazy story. This is insane. Like, it just already is so much corruption. I don't even know. What is Pingan Shanghai about? Pingan Shanghai is like a TV series where like each um, local city have that sort of like TV shows where it's just sharing successful stories of of the city it's kind of like an introduction of the city usually probably like a noon show or a morning show Mm -hmm. like day show we can assume that it's more like for housewives and grandma and Mm -hmm. grandpa age people okay yeah but any just to be also any tv show is backed up by the government in china because of the censorship Mm -hmm. So clearly he has, like like you said, he has these connections with, like, the local government. So either, like, they're very unaware of, like, what he's doing and he's, like, very good at putting up this facade. Or he has them, like, so well bribed that they just ignore it. Bribed or blackmailed? Oh, wait for it, Lena. Lena's, yeah, <laughs> Lena's smart. So, by having over a thousand storefronts, he began buying in more and more buildings, of course. But even then, he managed to have only one underground brothel, which is located at the hair salon that he used to own. The officials that he managed to become friends with became more and more high up. And so he bought the building, renovated it, and named it the Prosperous Building mentioned earlier okay now i'm disgusted with myself at the beginning being like oh that's a good name for a house that has good connotations (laughs) because he started posting job offers especially in three different districts in shanghai which is yangpu xuhui and hongkou because xuhui and hongkou is already like you know the city center and under it's all under the company name which means enjoying enjoy eating and drinking gourmet city. What kind of company name is that? I'm sorry. It sounds much better in Chinese. It sounds really <laughs> it sounds quite smart in Chinese to be fair. It sounds like a kind of like I go. Okay. You, know? you imagine it as like I go. 
but I go is also like as it, what I go. You're, you're not making it easier for people to understand. Oh, true, <laughs> I forgot. It, this is full of like inside jokes, but inside info. But like, I go is a is a place in Qingdao where there used to be like a small mini shopping mall full of food marts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it just means love shopping. But yeah, weird names. <laughs> But it sounds right in Chinese. Anyways, the job description usually contains a spot for marketing operation and looks for undergraduates. This is a similar strategy used as earlier before. He would invite important officials to this underground brothel and would offer them drinks and special services, air quote, and would then secretly tape it and use it for blackmailing. I have a floor mm. plan of this building Ooh. that I found. So I'll show it to you guys later. And I'll also post the, the article that has the... Yeah, can you share your screen? I have it on my other laptop. Uh, okay. So You and your mini laptop. You're asking too much. Uh, That's fine. Um, question about this um, layout you found. I mean, how how trustworthy it's, it's can drawn. it like yeah but like how much can we really believe it like you said like the sources for this were very sketchy kind of like a lot of like um contradicting this one had pictures of the um building itself so it has like shots okay so this is very likely very likely i think um, so close to the truth in this article they also explained where the hidden doors are hidden so doors. people can enter and exit discreetly so like there are rooms with a back door that directly is leads to the emergency exits and stuff so and the entrance of the buildings are all require key cards and are claimed to be full of security and to be fair i remember when i first saw the case because i didn't first saw the case through these articles i already knew about the case a long time ago like, when it just started, because it was all over social media. Everyone was freaking out. Like, how the fuck is this even possible in Shanghai was how we, everyone in China felt. And, like, mm. um, there were, like, I wouldn't say reports, but, like, tweets. More like, because there was a whole thing on Weibo, which is basically Chinese Twitter. And there were so many tweets claiming that the vic- some of the victims were controlled by their families. Like I mentioned earlier, after forcing them to work for a bit, they would reveal the, her work to her family members, here referring to the victim. And that often makes the family feel sort of like a family disgrace. At the mm. same time, if she brings back enough money and provides for the family, it is likely that her family would agree to such behavior and become one of the perpetrators themselves. It's kind of like a common thing where people would even like trade their daughters for wealth or for their own son's marriage in the countryside. So like mm-hmm. it was said that a lot of people also claimed that what happened was like after they real reveal the fact that their daughter works in the sex industry, they would hire their parents or their uncle and make them like one of the cleaning eyes or like security or like. So they'll partake, they'll be one of the, they'll join the business and they can control their family. Because now, like, you're stuck here because your family is also here. that's so awful. But he's really smart. That's very smart. 
but clearly disgusting. to trick so yeah. many people into his sticky disgusting whip yeah because you once you have everyone the family members involved then nobody can really quit and they can't go to the police either because they would then put their family members job at risk or whatever is yeah it's just very it's like a web like he's making a mm. huge web and like trying to control the victims through using like cutting off all your social ties or involving your mm. own social ties but then like tying yourself back into this web and not like cutting off all ways for you to escape but yeah. basically most of the cases because there were so many cases but they weren't explicitly explained in details. But one of the victims' case was written up, and I'm assuming it's not her real name. I hope it's not her real name. We're gonna guess not. We're gonna guess not. So we call her Chen Qin. And she actually went to study abroad out in the States and came back and like was looking for a job. And she saw this, so she kind of went to this job offer so as soon as she got the job she found out that it wasn't what she expected but also pretty much got stuck in the situation where you can't escape he she was personally continuously raped by Zhang Fuqiang herself himself <sighs> and it mm. wasn't until the end of 2017 that Zhao Fuqiang allowed Chen Qin to go to the bank to collect a compensation after a rape that happened. That was when she found the... Op- yeah. So, 2017, she was able to go to a bank. So, for how, how long was he raping her? What, what, for how long did she basically have and a job? I didn't really... Or go to the interview? There's no, like, okay. specific date on when she actually went to the interview. And for this whole time, she was in that building and couldn't leave? Basically, like once you're in, you're in, you don't really get to like go out because you don't have the key card. You don't have access outside. Mm. So in this case, like and just to be fair, like a lot of them are in a love relationship, like in a relationship with Zhao Fuqiao. So it's more like he has them. I don't think it's very loving. He kind of like. He kind of controls them through feelings. Let's say abusive relationship because, yeah. I mean, they would think they would be like lovers in a sense. Yeah, but in a way, like, it's kind of Stockholm Syndrome, isn't it? Like, you don't have a choice. Pretty much. But this or, is. It's like a coercive. Worse. It's coercive. And it's definitely, I'm not, I'm not saying that, like, you know, but for the victims themselves, I wouldn't know how they would define, they're so, com- I, I would say, like, they wouldn't know how to define this. It's not like a proper, like, employee and employer situation. Or boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. It's none of that. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it at this point. Because if you're, like, married to him... And he's pimping you out. Then how do you define that? Do you know what I mean? But anyways, Chen Qin actually had the opportunity. Because she went to the bank, right? 
So mm-hmm. she had the opportunity to ask the bank teller to like report the case, sort of like call the police. And so she went to the police station and like reported the case about how like you know what Zhao Fuchang kept doing, but no one actually believed her. Mm. So Plus, like, I mean, even if there were people that believed her and tried to get this pushed through, like with so many people high up, like in the government, people making decisions, being involved, obviously they'd put a stop to it immediately. Like they don't want this going anyway because then they'd be implicated. Basically, like no, and also no one would believe how like. It was possible for someone to like keep sex slaves and like sold eggs and provided ladies for like government official, and like sold eggs and it sold like fertile eggs. So like, like seriously? Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So like, you know how Shanghai is always called the magical city? It's kind of like like New York, the Big Apple, where all like everything is seemed like so perfect and everything. It's just no one would believe that this could happen in. So it's、Shanghai. not so much like they、mm. didn't believe her, but they didn't want their own like belief in their life and like the city to be、I、completely destroyed. So and also it just sounds very problematic, and that it's a lot of trouble. And there's this this one woman, so like you know who. If this is true, then local police can't do shit about it. And if it's not true, you know it's just a crazy woman being crazy. Do you kind of get the idea?、Mm, it's like apathy. It's where you know in a system where you know there's corruption or what the elite people do. There's not much you can do about, do it. about it. So you just let it. You know, let it basically slide. Basically, close an eye. Yeah,、uh, pretty much.、Mm. And then, at the moment of confusion among the police, because of course, I mean, police is not just gonna like simply let it be. Well, police have done that. <laughs> well, yeah, but Zhao Fuchang rushed to the police station with Chen Qian's mother, and withdrew the case in the name Wait, of. Wait, but h- how would he have figured, like, found out about it? Like somebody like alerted him. I mean, if. You know, she she was sent to the bank teller. It wasn't, but but I'm assuming like if you were sent to pick up a compensation and you're someone who's not really allowed to go out, if you leave for too long, then yes, he would go out to like look for you. But also, I do feel like there's, like if this happens and if you're reporting on them, they would also call you in, so you would know where to go because. They're treating it as a dispute. I feel like either they must have contacted him in,、um, sort of in the process of, I guess, whatever they did that was like their in air quotes investigation,、um, or he really must have been tipped off because for him to come running with her mother, like that speaks of him having some knowledge of what's going on, and. Also, I'm. I was very confused because you suddenly mentioned her family. Because from how you described her, like you said, like oh, she、um, studied abroad and she came back and she was looking for this job. Like it didn't sound like her family was involved in this. And now, 
her he had her mother saying like oh no this isn't true like we're removing the case like was was her family involved in this like did they I'm know i'm pretty sure like she was also like one of his wives so chen qian was chen qian was one of his wives hmm yeah but but then like that doesn't necessarily mean that like her family is involved right or am i missing something here like i'm just confused where like her family's involvement i'm assuming her family knows because if her mom's willing to go and call it off as a dispute but whether her family knows that like being abused is quite like not not something that um i would say is a big deal in china back then even now mm. like i don't think we don't even call the police when there's like domestic violence or anything which is problematic in and of itself but yeah but i now that now that you mention it thinking back on it like of course her family knows because how long like nobody could have been missing that long without the family like trying to look for them unless they were involved above 18 and like you're missing the police is not gonna do much about it yeah but i mean there you're especially like in china and a lot of asian cultures there's that like you you remain very close to your family even if you're that's also true already an adult like so if you had these close relationships and then suddenly like you disappear off the face of the earth unless you know what's going on you're gonna be worried and you're gonna freak out but i i can also imagine that he manipulates his um manipulates her family if they believe that he's her husband and then he just goes to them and says oh yeah we had a fight and you know she's called the police and she's saying these things but can you know it's she's just wants she just wants attention or something like that just, oh, sorry that she, that he manipulates them in a way and um they think yeah it's a family dispute we shouldn't involve the police and they just go with him to the police station to say that you know she was overreacting or something like that and it's not true but that's also so problematic because it is yeah <laughs> no family should ever believe somebody else over like their own like child yeah, but maybe it's not necessarily even like i feel like whatever way you look at it it's problematic yes but it happens I mean, this is problematic but it happens yes it's very like and it's problematic that it happens i'm sorry i think i'm just gonna say it a lot like it, it uh, happens and just, i'm aware of it happening it, but it, that it still it happens so is so problematic i'm sorry i can't i feel yeah, very we're strongly not saying it's not problematic we're not saying it's not problematic i think it's because lena and i are more like aware of the like we hear more about like the situation in china so we're more like it's not used to it yeah and it's it's more like growing up there or having Chinese family members. You can see that, you know, if something like this happens in our family, I'd imagine that we wouldn't be, you know, um, hiding it from the police or whatever. But in this culture that we grew up in, we can see how some families would react like that or how some families would want to. Like There's a saying where you don't um, show the dirt of your own family in a way. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I know that it's kind of like you you have a like sort of uh, a facade to like outsiders yeah, yeah, like yeah. you don't sh- you don't really show like face. what's behind that like you want to sh- mm-hmm. look you want to look uh, very polished from the outside you don't want to yeah, like in a way bring all your like 
dirty laundry out into the exactly. public. Yeah. It's just this culture of that. Yeah, I've definitely witnessed that. Mm. And that's why maybe if something happens within a family, in a domestic setting, then people don't go to the police. And this would be an extreme version, perhaps, where the husband then manipulates the wife's family and saying how that she's overreacting and lying. Um, let's solve it within ourselves. And then the parents just say, yeah, yeah, let's not, you know, we shouldn't go to the police for this. So it's they help so him scary, in a way. But though. of course, the parents could also be in on it. We don't know. It's just both are possible, I think. I think... I'm, this this is making me obviously think of the whole like, uh, what is it like individualism versus like, um, oh, what is yeah. it that collectivism. thing collectivism. collectivism? Thank you. And I think we really need to devote like an entire episode to that at one point because there's so much of that involved here because it's like it's more important like how we are viewed than like if this is actually happening to I was thinking, like, our child. Um, this could be one of our, you know, chill talk. <laughs> Very chill talk. Side story. Though. I feel like it's so <laughs> not chill, but... <laughs> Very not chill side talk. Mm. But let me go on. Yes. Yes, do go on because I could... I, I feel like I am at the beginning of like a tirade and you gotta stop me. Not yeah. that you are, but it's I just, feel very strongly you're and gonna I'm sorry. feel more strongly after what I say. So just hold it for a bit because we're just getting more, started. We're just getting started. Right? Oh no, okay. So the fate okay. of the betrayer, Chen Chen was not good. She was under house arrest in her own dormitory and her phone was confiscated. She had her phone before this? She had her phone. She had a phone, apparently. Interesting. Okay. But I don't know, like, who she's going to reach out to at this point. Because we're, like, you have to also think, like, these people, they're abused. It's not, like, a simple, it's not, like, that sort of relationship. It's not just simply, like, oh, I'm forcing you to. But, like, we're building a relationship, an abusive relationship for a really long term. And, like... You're supposed to be, even if you're acting, you still have to act like, as if you're under him and you you like you know, you ting for you ta. It's What's kind of self preservation in a way, isn't it? Because you're in a state where you feel like that's the only way you can survive is by yeah obeying and kind Obey. of doing what they tell you to do. Yeah, but I think I'm just kind of surprised that um, he even allowed that measure of freedom like even before like she got it taken away before uh, before it got taken away as like a punishment because uh i mean like phones allow for a lot of freedom and like i guess he was just very convinced that he had them so well mm. like controlled and like on such he a tight leash does? that in the sense that he has every, he pretty much has like everyone's naked photos, and naked videos, your like sex tapes. He has everything. It's all recorded. So in a sense, it's very difficult for these people to like do anything about it. They're pretty much stuck here. But also imprisoned in the dormitory, are Zhao Fuqian's wife Lin, a dance teacher Cui Qian and Jiang, who gave birth to Zhao Fuqiang's child. Oh, no. okay. And due to running away, Shen Qian was beaten. 
and asked for help for the other people in the dorm. But Lynn stopped whoever wanted to like help her and said, if you like, you know, we've all been bitten, beaten before. So like, why can't she be beaten? And previously, Lynn had just been promoted to a supervisor for voluntarily cutting off her. Um, so she she basically got the surgery where she removed her ovaries. Holy shit. So mm. then she wouldn't get pregnant. <laughs> that is one Holy weird shit. promotion requirement. Yeah, but and after like hearing that like you know talking to these women and like being in this situation Chen Chen was sent, sent to the clinic and not only did she not get any treatment after the beating she was sent to like retrieve her eggs oh. and this was the latest wealth creation method developed by Zhao Fuqiao oh my because now he learned that he could earn money by selling eggs and also kind of like stop like control woman's fertility yeah, literally taking every sense. bit of control that they have over themselves and their body literally holy shit and basically just livestock yeah yeah so i said it's modern slavery for his use like the like the tattoo says mm. literally that's how he's treating them so what happened with Chen Chen was obviously she didn't go to like a proper clinic. So instead, she went to like this sketchy clinic who would do this forcibly. So she lost her fertility forever due to being forcibly injected with an egg stimu- stimulating needle for more than 10 consecutive days. What? The women there are being treated as livestock. You're not human. But because of Chen Qian, <clears throat> Zhao Fuqiang kind of like took advantage of the situation and started setting new rules for the new girls that started working there. So it's kind of like you get 500 yuan for like drinking RMP for like drinking a bottle of wine. You get 600 yuan for like singing with one of the guys. 900 yuan for like singing and dancing. And like 7,000 to like 10K for sleeping with someone for one night. And they actually and then, got this money. Yeah. Uh, no. So it's the price that you pay for kind for of For the like, service, basically. For the service. But you're getting, you're also getting paid. Like they're getting commission now. Okay. So what? So it kind of like improved? So, sort of. A little bit. But, but, but. Their families, every single new girl's family also needed to live in the building itself with men serving as thugs and women serving as cleaners with a monthly living allowance of 3,000 yuan per person. In addition, he made Lin, the dance teacher, open up a dance school. Oh, no. And around like Dalian Road in Shanghai, like which became like a sex bribery club, but also... More like a place where, like, if you want to join this service, you have to go study at this dance club. So dance school, not dance club. So you study there and you're picked. So now he's officially looking like for auditions people who's willing 
additions and people who are willing to like. So he stopped forcing people, but at the same time, it's you know it's not any better because it's still illegal in China to do so. And still like slave labor, basically. Pretty much. But at least the the new people they would know kind of what they're getting kind into. Kind of, sort of. But at the same thing, so did what's her name Chen Chen. No, she got she was interviewed for a marketing job. Yeah, I mean similar thing, right? Because like she applied for something uh, and then it turned out to be so, I I doubt they're saying like, hey, we run this illegal sex ring. Like, apply, join this school if you want. No, no, but I thought that's what Angela said that it was a front, but it was actually a yeah, sex club. It's a front. It's kind of like you teach dance, but you're not teaching dance dance. Like it's not. Proper dance. It's air quote dance. So it's still kind of like it's still basically the, like you don't no, know what you're going get into. The, no, 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 no. It's more like a hostess, like. Yeah, they called it a dance school, but everybody who went there knew that it was not a dance school. But just that just means that like, there's still it's still not completely hundred percent the truth like what you're getting. No, no, but the woman who went there, they knew what it was. It's just on the to the people outside who kind of walk past the building, it looks、yes. like a dance school. Because you know, if you want to make everything so clear in China, it's kind of like it's never going to be clear in China. It's just like it's also like how, you know, and like, it's just a cultural thing. A lot of things are not as black and white. It's kind of、yeah. like the massage places where. You can get special service. Like the place I went to. What does that make sense? Cause like no, Mu Qing the 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 sauna right behind my home. You can get sex service there, like maybe a hand job. Oh jeez, okay. I was told that it's like a super super proper place, cause I always go and there's like a lot、mm-hmm. of like that um. Aunties and uncles. I don't know, like people fifty, sixty. Like there's all sort of. There's like people who are, who are just like me. And there's even babies there. It's like really a sauna place, but there's hotel rooms upstairs for people to like、mm. rest. I also wondered why, like every time a woman came to do my massage, they were in like bikini and mini skirts. But I just kind of thought like that was the outfit. <laughs> I thought it was super weird. That was the vibe they were no, going like, for. No, like it's not a bikini, but like a tiny tank top, whatever. <laughs> and then I could only see their underwear, and I was like, "Why are you dressed like this? You're like <laughs> massaging me, but like, why are you dressed like that? I'm wearing more than you are, but apparently you could get like hand jobs there." <clears throat> Anyhow, so remember there was also someone called Cui Qian. And Suixian has like a Shanghai household registration, which is Shanghai Hukou. So she was promoted as the position of the manager. But at this dance school in two thousand seventeen, Suixian suffered from severe depression and anxiety due to violent egg retrieval by Zhao Fuqiang.、Oh. But then Zhao Fuqiang uses Suixian's mother. Zhao means eagerness. To love her daughter, to force her to register for her illegitimate children. What? So that's how he obtained his Shanghai household registration. What? And like, yes. So like, basically, Fu Qiang has a lot of children, but he doesn't have a Shanghai 
registration. So I think he pretty much probably married Cui Qian and made made her accept his other children, put them under her name, so they all become. So basically, she adopted them. So all of them has like Shanghai registration. So I think so you they can probably to need to explain why people would want Shanghai hukou and why it's okay. difficult for outsiders to get. Basically, if you don't have a proper job, you cannot be registered in the city. If you're not registered to the city, whenever you have an issue, such as like even if you're just sick, because China has like medical health insurance, but in that case, if you have like a really emergency situation, you would have to go back to the city that you live in, you're registered in, and also the police would be looking. Like basically, it's kind of You can go there for traveling, but there's a lot of limitations. You're not allowed to like really have a job, or your children cannot go to school if they're not registered in the That's district so in a specific district. I mean, I think it has its reasons, just so cities don't get overcrowded and unmanageable. But、um, basically, if you don't have hukou at a place, then you can't. It's very hard to live there. And also, it's quite serious because I actually got in trouble once for not reporting to the police when I first came back from because yeah, I yeah, travel a lot.、That. You have to go. Remember,、mm. I don't know if Julia. Yeah, no, we we、Did、had、you? to always like go to the police, be like, hey. Also, like when we got our new visas and stuff, we always had to like register that as well. Yeah. And then, where are we? Hukou. Yeah. Cui Qian. Also took the opportunity to escape. Though, basically everyone, whenever there's an opportunity, they choose to escape. Well, I would hope so. And,、uh, but、yeah. then they get like, <laughs> they would get discovered, and then in this case, Chao Fuqiang immediately sent someone to like post nude photos of her on the street,、oh, and basically threatened to lock her back up in her hometown Jiangsu. Like he would、God. keep on pushing her to the point where in 2018, Cui Qian's mother and daughter, I guess she had her family support this time, went to make their first report to Zhao Fuqiang at the Shanghai Municipal Commission for Discipline Inspection for raping women and using money to seduce and corrupt officials. However. The report letter did not receive a lot of attention, and but then later on, Cheyten in t- early two thousand nineteen reported to the Yangpu District Public Security Bureau that she has been raped, um, multiple times by Zhao Fuqiang and requested a divorce, which led to the filing of a rape case, and. In March two thousand nineteen, the v- divorce lawsuit between Zhao Fuqiang and Cui Qian began. Okay, can I just double check? Cui Qian is she the one who told the bank teller, or was that someone no, else? No, that was someone that, else. That was right, Chen, have similar Chen, Chen Qian. Chen Qian. Okay, Cui Qian. Chen Qian and Cui Qian. Cui Qian is the one with the Shanghai household registration.、Okay. So、who、she's from Shanghai. Who lives in the same room as Chen Qian? And the who lives in the same Lin, dorm? All the women live in the, the same dorm. Lin, the dance instructor. Okay. Who had、Lin、the dance studio? Lin was the dance studio. Okay. 
And of course, in court, Zhang Fuqiang had this really like arrogant attitude, and he was just playing, like not even looking at the judge and playing with his phone the entire time, and like basically, it's like he kind of already had the judges in his hand in a sense. So he probably pulled off some relationships and thought he would have got. Out of trouble, but、mm-hmm. Hei Qian kind of like through this course, she kind of realized that, and then she reported his long-term bribery and prostitution through like WeChat mass messaging. And at this time, she listed several government officials and state-owned enterprise. So she used social media to. To expose these people. That's really good. And she also exposed like names of police officers, and that was when the central anti-corruption supervision came in.、Mm. That's when Zhao Fuqiang's protective umbrella—I don't know what you call it—but his local like power kind of like couldn't f- hold up. And so,、mm-hmm. in two thousand nineteen, that's when his company was dissolved and his employees were dismissed. But even then, Zhao Fuqiang wasn't captured and was not jailed. It was not until May fifteenth, two thousand nine. Yeah, May fifteenth, two thousand nineteen, that Lu Yan. The former secretary of the Yangpu District Political and Legal Committee brought him to the office and accused him, not accused him, more like reminded him, like, "Come on, let's go. We'll be arrested soon." That's when he fled back to his hometown with Jiangsu, with four female companions, but was still arrested the next day. And after the final. Tr- Trial by the Shanghai High Court, Zhao Fuqiang was sentenced to death with a reprieve and restricted commutation, commutation, and thirteen officials and state-owned enterprise owners behind him were sentenced to imprisonment ranging from one year six months to seventeen years. But the other wait, thing. Wait, hang on a second. Hang on. But the other thing, okay, you say first, is that a lot of the women who are working in this in the Xiaohonglu were also charged, but it wasn't stated how many, but there were, and this was one of the issues that was, like, really yeah, that's problematic. That drove people nuts was because, like, you know, they were victims, but at the same time, they were still charged with like, um, participating. In the illegal business, and that's、mm. the end of my story. He's still、wow. in jail. So he was sentenced to death. He was sentenced to death, but he's awaiting death. He's still alive. There's a lot of people on death row. Okay. Well, guys, so the time we're recording this, we're almost at the five-year anniversary of them.、Um, what is it? Arresting him, and、uh, by the time this episode is published, we will be past. It. Four years, right? No, she said twenty nineteen something. So isn't that four years? Or am I just shitty at math? We're in twenty three. Oh sh- no, I'm <laughs> shitty at math. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Four years. 
this case was one of the most bullshit case that I've heard. And it's like there's so much cover up that, that like you wouldn't even know physically who was involved in the government. And there's no way of you knowing who actually is involved or whether Jeff Wutan was just the front or if he was like the white glove. I don't know if you call it that like in the, English, but like the patsy kind of like the one to the take the fall. Yeah, the scapegoat thinks. But because of the corruption angle, that's why I was like super impressed when you said that. Um, was it Tsuichie? Which one was it that um, posted on? Yeah, I, that's why I was impressed when you sh- said that she um, posted on social media, especially with like the names of all the like officials involved that she knew of, because it kind of gave the whole thing a bit of accountability, like these people their names are out there now and whether or not like these claims are believed people are gonna be looking at them with a lot more scrutiny and it will hopefully like in this case um kind of avoid more things like um uh, sitting in the courtroom like uh, super relaxed in a courtroom like because he knows that he's gonna get off because he has the judge in his pocket or whatever you know, just to be fair, this in itself is very political because of all the corruption. It could be because the other side, whoever's on the other side of the power, kind of like found her and like decided to help her in a sense because nothing's really allowed out unless it's actually allowed out. I, I get what you're saying, it. yeah. So basically so she people... was only able to you know, get her story heard and pu- publicized because it was useful to someone on the opposing political party or, or not the opposing party, but some other people who wanted to be in power instead. No, but I do think there is a timing to these things as China itself, as the society matures, it's more and more able to react to things like this in the say correct way by condemning it and, you know... Um, trialing these people and prosecuting them whereas maybe 10 years ago this would not have been like looked at at all it's progress and i do think i feel like things will get better slowly for women like with not just this case but there's the tielianyu the woman in chains which was you know all over hey hey that should be an episode yeah yeah for sure it was also really bullshit yeah but people you know how when that is publicized people react about it and you know, at least the majority of the people, they react in the, let's say, the way we want them to react. and Or the barbecue one. Have you heard? Yeah. You guys yeah, know the barbecue, the barbecue one? one? Yes, where the woman I was got so beat. Like, I was so pissed. Yeah. I was freaked out. I was actually creeped out. I wasn't even pissed. I was scared for my life. Yeah, that could be any anyone. Because it was like, there's no escape to that. And no one's on your yeah. side. But yeah, I think Julia's lost. <laughs> I'm, you're just talking about... Um, stuff that not everybody is in the know of so if the like definitely keep these like on the back burner and tell us or tell me the story at some point guys because i have no idea what you're talking about (laughs) yeah yeah for sure we will definitely talk about it but it's just that i think these issues where women are being you know victims of violence is being brought up more and being recognized as problematic, as you mentioned, Julia. Thank you. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> to be fair, it's like 
these things happen all over the place in China. Human trafficking、mm. is still a big problem that we're working on, but the fact that there's less and less going on and it's getting recognized and that the news is able to report it and that people like mass amount of people are. Aware、mm. of the situation itself, in a public way, is、yes. an improvement already. And I know how bad that sounds. Yeah, but it, you know, you have to look at the history of the country. For the most part, China dealt with other things. Not saying that women's rights is not an issue. Of course, it is, but just a lot of other things happened as well, and there wasn't really any room for personal freedoms and rights being protected. But we are, I hope, going the right direction. I don't know, cause, yeah, things are <laughs> a little bit.、Uh, I don't know. Lolly, But anyway, lolly, lolly, lolly. at least this got. This got How are we gonna、um, end? Discuss on our podcast. I don't know. I think the fact that the way how Lena and I react are in itself like a, in itself reflecting on the situation. How we're so like, um. The way we avoid, yeah, claiming things, and how we're walking on like thin ice, you know, what's the eggshells? Eggshells, yeah, we're pretty much walking on eggshells. But this that makes this whole discussion and dynamic so much more interesting than if we all had the same experience, because it just highlights those differences and brings in different experience. Yeah, just the only problem is that. We do need to go back to the country we're talking about, and that's why we can't say too much. And Angela still lives there, so yeah, I'm I'm physically here and I'm on Zoom, which is something that's paid by like you know. Yeah, I mean it's important to recognize the improvements in people's lives, which in this case I'm hoping that women's rights is being I mean、yeah. it is being more recognized. I feel like, and something that I'm also quite happy about in China is that. Um, women's reproductive rights are very strongly protected, in a sense that I know that in many countries it's legal to、um, get an abortion. Dai Yun, yeah, or, also with abortions、oh, yeah. or what's that called when you、um, have someone get pregnant for you? A sur- surrogacy, surrogacy. Yeah, yeah, surrogacy. Yeah, it's a huge like it's completely illegal in China, and the people in China have very strong opinions about it as well, seeing it as. Just using women for their reproductive organs, and yeah, I mean, personally, I'm not too sure how it would I would feel about it actually because if people consent to it, but anyway, it's just saying that exactly that what I was yeah, thinking. It's, yeah, it's just if the consent is there, then I don't. See it's, it's the same reason why prostitution is so illegal or sex work is so illegal in China because、um, they completely want to eliminate any chance of. Woman being used for their reproductive organs, but it may still happen. So I don't even know where I'm going with this conversation, but it is it is being more recognized and, and talked I, about. I think I know where、mm-hmm. you're going. Like I think with the bigger picture of China is that we, as like this country itself, is very careful with human trade.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, like not like you're not. Allowed to sell your eggs, at all. You're not allowed to do human like surrogacy. 
it's it's the tricky topic, isn't it? So how far do you want the government to be able to control these things? But then again, this is not a political podcast. But so, like to be fair, it's like yeah. they're also pro-abortion, so they give women mm-hmm. a certain amount of right to your own body, and they believe that woman also has the ability to work. And at one point, women and men are treated as equals, especially during the Mao Zedong era. Well, air quote mm-hmm. equal, but pretty much equal. <laughs> And also Equal. have the right to get an abortion, but also sometimes might be forced to get an abortion. Also so, sometimes might be forced to put a ring. Ring. Yeah. So it, you know. So it's it's very tricky and it's very mm. confusing. But that is yes, why it's very complex. The fact that this is being mentioned and it's like there's still articles out there on this subject is improvement in itself. Mm. Yeah, I have to start somewhere, and change doesn't happen overnight. But at least with this case, we are going in the right direction. But, I mean, then you did mention all the women getting prosecuted, so... But it has been debated. Like, I feel like the people's awareness, at least, like, people's awareness is getting... Mm-hmm. is changing, and that they're supporting the victims, because in the past, mm-hmm. they would that would be, like, a whole completely different perspective as we saw in how a lot of the victims family members were involved in this case Mm. i think china is still sort of setting up its system and how to really treat certain situations like in cases like this like how culpable are people when they are victims but also involved so I think there's just like a missing knowledge, like not missing knowledge, but like missing sort of experience with this, because like you said, like it hasn't been, sounds bad to say, but it hasn't like been a priority. Like there've been other more, yeah, uh, other issues more in the forefront uh, of the country. So I think there's just a lot of things that maybe like uh, the justice system just isn't aware of yet or used to yet but that's just what i am kind of inferring here i mean i don't have a lot of experience with the chinese justice system myself but that's kind of what it sounds like from what you're telling me and from what um angela has said about this case and how they are going about it i mean it's not like we don't have laws here but it's compared to like other countries it's still pretty new yeah but having laws and how um people deal in court with certain things are very different things because if you look at it strictly from the law like these women were involved in an illegal business like something that is illegal in uh in the chinese state like um sex work is illegal um the entire like business venture was illegal they were involved in it so they are culpable and deserve to be fined but from a i guess social standpoint yes okay they were involved but they're they they weren't there by choice like they were forced into that so i think there's just that missing like okay how much of that like sort of is negated by the fact that they weren't there willingly like because if you go strictly by the law yeah you get sort of one result but but you're deleting the human element strictly 
I think if you go strictly by the law, it could also count as like a long-term slavery trade in your slaves. Your modern slavery. It, I mean, you've been treated as a victim completely as a modern slavery. You've been, your eggs, eggs have been, basically your eggs were sold. Extracted. Your body extracted, extracted. Your eggs are extracted. Your body's sold. You're being constantly abused. You have no escape, and you don't have any choice. So, in a sense, you were basically a victim of human trafficking. And mm. e even if you like, that would still, by law, be you are the victim and not the criminal. I mean, a fair legal system would keep all of that into consideration. And if it doesn't, is not equipped right now to do that. I do That's feel what like, I'm saying. Like, there's that sort of some like missing elements. Exactly. Like, so, if it's not equipped now, yeah, these things happen, and then the social discussion that ensues would hopefully change the law to make it more equipped to handle these situations more fairly. To be fair, I don't even know how to end this because it's so confusing, and at the same time, it's sometimes not just. It's not just by law, even when it is law. Sometimes about how, like you know, the country's image is bigger than a person or or the law. That is another point that this ended. I mean, that's another talk for um, individualism and collectivism, true. right? Very true. So I think maybe the best way to end this is by kind of going out with these thoughts in your head society isn't perfect and improvements need to be made and this case proves that in china at least progress has been made but progress is yet to be made what there has progress <laughs> there's, there's ha always room to be better there's always room to be better yes and let's hope like we're kind of seeing a good path form but we're by no means at the mm. end of the path. Very exactly. True. And so I hope you guys... So think on I that. you guys a great <laughs> day and a good yeah, evening. Thank you for the story, Angela. Exhausting. That was a wild roller coaster ride. <laughs> and yeah, exhausted. it was exhausting. I'm exhausted just by telling this because it's, not only is it messy, it's just the information. You got me riled up and I want to take a nap now. <laughs> yeah, Julia, I was riled up for sure. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Very real and raw emotions here. It just frustrates me so much because I just want change, you know? I just want things to be better, like, immediately. But I know that that's not possible. Although I'm sort of like... Let me finish my story. Like, let me finish my case. But I'm glad you got riled up. I mean, I like, I feel like that was how when I first saw this on social media, I was like, the like the fuck, how? Like, mm -hmm. this isn't. I don't even know how anybody could not react so viscerally. Yeah. Because this is truly some of the worst of humanity, like, just in one story. Like, yeah. So thank you for bringing that to our attention, because it's definitely something that should be known, like, should be out there. 
people need to know about、And、this. Thank、mm. you all for listening to my horrifying case. And join us again on Friday for whatever Angela has picked for our in between. And it won't be chill, unfortunately. <laughs> But great. Oh, wait, wait to. Way to end that. All right, then we'll see you all on <laughs> I'm Friday. I'm just a heavy person. All right, guys. I'll see you guys soon. Love you all. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Bye.